This episode is made possible ad-free by Purina Pro Plan Veterinary Diets. Welcome, everybody, to the Kona Shame Veterinary Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Andy Rourke. Guys, I am here with a fantastic guest today, my buddy, Dr. Matt Doomler. He and his wife are co-owners of Burnt Hills Veterinary Hospital in Burnt Hills, New York. A quick aside plug, Matt, like so many of us, is uh, looking to hire associates and support staff. So if you're in the Burnt Hills, New York area, and you're like, that guy sounds awesome, maybe give him a call. That's it, Matt. That's the as, as much of a plug as I'm doing for you. Uh, <laughs> I promise to help. That's all I got. Gang, I am talking with Matt today about home delivery. Listen, I am a huge fan of the idea of home delivery uh, and subscription services in vet medicine. Guys, we need to make vet medicine and pet health convenient because convenience trumps all right now and it's only getting more that way. And automatic payment, subscription payments, things that keep uh, one-time big lump payments to a minimum, I, I think that, that stuff is financially critical for the health of our profession going forward and us being able to get care to pets and to pet owners. So guys, uh, that's what we're talking about today is how Burnt Hills Veterinary Hospital set up direct delivery in their hospital. I asked Matt the hard questions. How did you get your team on board? What did this look like? What were the headaches? What were the pushbacks? What did the clients say? What did they like? What did they not like? And we just run through it all. Guys, I hope this will be a super useful episode for you. I love to hear how real practices are doing real interesting things. And I think that's what we're doing here. Gang, without further ado, let's get into this episode. This is your show. We're glad you're here. We want to help you in your veterinary career. Welcome to the Cone of Shame with Dr. Andy Rourke. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Matt Doomler. How are you? Hi, Andy. I'm doing well today. How are you? I'm doing great. I appreciate you making time to be here. Uh, you have uh, you have a fascinating story. You have something that I, I really geek out about. And so <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm going to kind of ambush you with my enthusiasm here. And I'm, I'm sorry about that. But, uh, but I'm just going to lay it out. So uh, just for those who don't know you, you are a co-practice owner with your wife, correct? Correct. At Burnt Hills Veterinary Hospital in New York. It's an 11 doctor practice. Um, just, just real quick. Uh, Tell me, tell me about how you became the practice owner at Burnt Hills because it's a, it's a it's a story it's a head slapping story that uh, that I think a lot of people will relate to. Yeah, so you know, my when I was in veterinary school, my grandmother came here for a pet and she raved of the doctors here. So I actually did my externship here as a student and fell in love with the place and came here right out of the veterinary school and had two great mentors um, who really advocated for us to learn procedures and do more. And we're not just refer everything. It was very hands-on, do as much as you can. And I fell in love with it. And 13 years later, they decided it was time for them to retire. And the way the world was going, they did not want to sell to a corporation. They wanted to keep it family-owned. And so uh, my wife and I decided that it would be a good opportunity for us to step up and continue the practice running exactly the way that we had been practicing for years and wanted to keep it that way. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Were you the driver of this or was your wife? Who was the one who was like, I want to do this? I, I was the driver. Yeah. <laughs> my my wife loves the medicine, but we kind of we do kind of divide it a little bit where I do more business stuff and she does more of the, the, the medical directing. 
Yeah. Okay. That's good. I, I just always think that's interesting. You know, when, uh, when you have a married couple go in, um, and I always wonder how hard one, one spouse has to push the other. <laughs> I, uh, I remember one time, uh, my wife, my wife and I had just moved to South Carolina and uh, we thought we had uh, housing lined up and we did not. Uh, it, we, we got there and, and like the, the apartment we were renting like fell, fell apart. And so we were homeless in South Carolina and uh, we had to find a place to live. We had two little kids at this time. I mean, I mean like baby and four years old. And, and so we were driving around and I found this house on Craigslist and a bunch of frat guys had lived in it. And we got there and it was a dump. And the guy was like, hey, I haven't had time to clean it up yet. And Alice was like, <laughs> and I was like, we'll take it. And it was like the, the one time in my life that I totally said, we should do this when my wife was like, no, nah, I don't know. And I remember the stress that that caused me until it worked out to be okay. But, um, but yeah, I always think that that, that, Hey, we should do this conversation. Yeah. is interesting. All right. Well, my, my boss and I had had a conversation for a few years of, you know, when you retire, we'll, we'll, we'll do as we work through this for a few years kind of planning. And they kept saying, no, not yet. Not yet. And I, I remember Claire's day. I went, I told, uh, I was like, hey, Dr. Rock, my wife is pregnant. He said, oh, great, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. The next week he said, hey, we're going to retire this year. <laughs> awesome. So, um, so, yeah, my son was born in September, and we purchased the practice in January. Oh, man, so, that's amazing. Yeah, that's it, some, it was um, stress. a little stressful. Yeah, <laughs> a little stressful. All right, well, let's talk about what, uh, what we're here to talk about a little bit. So, uh, so here, here's where my head is at. I have this vision of the future in my crystal ball uh, where vet medicine is uh, really focused on convenience for pet owners because I believe that convenience is king, even more so than price for a lot of pet owners. I think people are busy. They uh, they want uh, pet ownership to fit into their life. I, I don't think people like making extra trips to the vet clinic. Like I just look at my own life and running kids around uh, extracurriculars and like making extra trips uh, for pet food or things like that. That stuff is just, it's, it feels like more of a hurdle than it ever did before. And so I'm looking at how does vet medicine integrate into this convenience first culture. And, and I'm looking a lot at home delivery of medications and especially diets and therapeutic diets. And I, I think that setting up home delivery and things like that, I think that keeps the veterinarian and the veterinary practice very much central in the nutrition conversation, also just in the therapeutics conversation. Sure. And, um, and, and the other thing is, I, I feel like as a society, people are getting much more comfortable with home delivery. Like, there's an Amazon box coming to my house like every other day of, of, of just random things. Dish soap showed up today. <laughs> and um, and, and that's, that used to never be the case. You know, it just, I remember being very skeptical of Amazon and buying anything online, you Absolutely. know, 20 years ago. And, and, and during the pandemic, my wife and I used home delivery of groceries for the first time. And again, like I never would have had somebody bring groceries or just even think and and now we've done it and we're like well it's a thing and i know a lot of people do that and, and use it and so i'm really looking at practices especially established practices who have leaned into home delivery and have gotten their team to buy into it and are actually making it work and you you are doing that you are doing that um with the the vet direct platform from purina and I would like to kind of start real high like that with you and sort of say, well, first of all, what's, what's your experience been? T tell the story of kind of, of what you're doing and, and kind of what your general impression has been. So I, I think like everyone else, COVID changed, changed how we did everything. 
And we initially were all having our diets here, trying to sell our diets from the hospital. And when a lot of shortages happened with the different diets, it, it was really difficult to make sure that our patients were getting the right diet in the right amount of time. They weren't running out, those type of things. So we, we did reach out to Purina and we did partner with them and, and very happy that we did in that we found the way that we do it here is, is we keep a small bag of all the diets that, that we want to sell. And so okay. the first day when we're talking to the owners about it, we can send them home with it right then. They don't have to go and wait for it. They don't have um, to order it. It's, it's there. They can have it. The dog can try it. And then um, they can sign up to get it shipped directly to them after that. And that has really, we, we, we see, like you said, the convenience is great. We also found that the freshness is a lot better as well. And so we have, we have a lot of clients who do buy stuff from some of the online retailers. And what we found is when they're ordering from Purina directly versus one of the online retailers, the, the expiration date is usually a few months fresher from, um, from Purina directly. And oh. so, so that really was a, a added bonus we weren't expecting. And I think that you know, people are also very cost conscious. And if you're in the veterinary hospital, you have a lot of things that you want to, medicine you want to practice, drugs you want to sell, what have you. And if you can say to them, say, hey, try this bag and then order it directly from Purina. And they're like, oh, they'll ship it to me? Yep. It, it's, it's not like you're trying to upsell them on something else. It's something they're more willing to try if they feel like you're trying to make it more convenient for them, which we definitely are. Yeah, that I hadn't. So a couple things there I hadn't I hadn't really thought about. You know, um, one, the freshness thing never, never occurred to me. Like I just, it totally makes sense. Did not cross my mind. Uh, the the other part is, and we see this a lot, and this is why I I'm I'm big on the subscription sort of model. We've seen this, you know, when you have pets that come in and they're getting their heartworm prevention, they're getting their flea and tick prevention, and then you're talking about some blood work and a therapeutic diet. It's it's just not going to happen, and and it's just because of that one time, you know, expense. Versus if they don't get flea and tick and heartworm prevention right now, they're much more open to doing that senior blood work. It's, it's really, it's kind of this weird mentality. It's, it's kind of the mentality a lot of people have been putting forward with wellness plans for a long time. They're like, oh, people will do stuff. It's just that that what they're writing the check for today seems to really matter to them. And so by, by sort of offloading or spreading out those costs, they seem much more willing to sort of go along. And so that, that, makes, a, that makes a ton of sense to me. I, I want to get into, into what this really looks like in practice. But the first thing I, I, I always got to say is, um, I, I think the question I get most often is, how did your team receive this idea? Because we're talking about during the pandemic, you're like, hey, guys, we're going to start having this conversation. We're going to start setting this thing up. Uh, what what was the reaction of the team when you rolled out something else for them to sure. do during a pandemic? So if I, if I break it down, I'd say our, our veterinarians and our doctors were very accepting of it because we were already using a lot of prenatal diets. So um, doctors were on board right away. Our staff, we, we kind of slowly rolled it out. We made one person our prenatal point person. And whenever a client had a question about how to set, how to set up their account or how to order it, um, she would walk them through that. And I would say that's probably the only glitch we had is that the, your initial setup of Purina is a little bit more complicated than going to Chewy and just clicking the button. Yeah. And so we did have some non-computer savvy clients that 
Chewy is much easier. I, I'm just, I, I understand the benefits. So I'm just going to go to Chewy. Um, and so we had one, one kind of point person who would go through every day and check, make sure that the orders were uh, approved when they were needed. And the doctor would just write the note of what diet they wanted and they could approve that. And then I think that the, the next thing that, that we did was every time that we received um, a request for food, whether it was to buy it from us or to buy it from an online retailer, we sent the uh, clients an email stating, hey, we recommend buying it through VetDirect because it's fresher, it's guaranteed, you know, all, all the different things that we liked about it. And if you still like to get it somewhere else, great, but we recommend this. And I'd say probably 75% of our clients follow that email and, and we'll go to VetDirect and order it from there. Okay, that makes sense. What... um. What kind of training did you do? Talk to me about the workflow in your practice to have these conversations. Are, are, is this a technician conversation? Is it a doctor conversation? Uh, where, who's having the conversation and where are they having it? Yeah, so I think that you know, the initial conversation always comes from the doctor and which type of food they recommend and uh, why they recommend it. And, and therefore, um, it's the really nice thing with, with both the premium food we sell here and if they get it from Vet Direct. We can tell the client very clearly, hey, try this bag of food. If your dog won't eat it, just either donate it to a shelter or what have you, but we'll give you a refund for it. And Perina has been extra, uh, really, really great at working with our clients on that and, and helping. Um, so that's the one fear is, like you said, you have this big bill already. Now you're adding on a, a $50 bag of food, but will he eat it? Will they eat it? Will they not? And mm -hmm. it gets kind of rid of that, that issue. And then the second training really goes through our front-end team. It, when people are calling to request these refills or requesting food in general to be able to just kind of direct them to the website and direct them um, on different ways to order. And we have like, you know, three main points that we make to them why we recommend to order it there. And so okay. they're all kind of trained in those points. And if there's more conversation we had, our doctors can have that, but it's typically handled with our front end staff. Yeah, that's, that's nice to move it out of the exam room. What uh, what are the main questions or what are the main pushback that you get from clients? How do they receive these recommendations? Are there uh, are there sort of standard uh, responses or obstacles that you get from them? You know, I, I think for our, our brand new diets, our brand new clients who are taking those, again, they're very happy to have that small bag to try and then to have it shipped to them later. They think that's great. Um, the, the challenge does come with, clients who have already ordered it from an online retailer. Like mm. you said, with those subscriptions and the way that they're set up, they're they're perfect. They they do it very seamlessly. They feel like they've already purchased it. They've committed to these people. And yeah. it's um that that's a little bit of a of a bigger challenge. And um and I think that those are probably <laughs> the two main things is letting them know that they're getting it fresh, they're getting the best price, and you know that, that we can still get it from someplace other than online retailers. Yeah. Is there anything that you wish you knew when you started that you know now? So I, um, I learned a lot more about on, online retailers than I wanted to know, um, <laughs> to be honest. So I, I think the, the, the only thing that was really difficult with, with the rollout of the Vet Direct is truly um, the initial sign-up on, on the website is a little bit more difficult than Chewy or Pet Meds or any gotcha. other ones. And so we weren't quite ready to answer those questions. Like, why is it harder? Because we hadn't done it yet. Um, now I think we're pretty well trained in being able to walk them through and help them set that up. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you know the other other point of it is the fact that we can get paid and never actually touch the bag of food is, is amazing. Yeah, I'm sure. I, you know, that's that's uh, keeping you know keeping the vet uh, the vet involved in that is is fantastic. Is that uh, when they go and they and they register, they indicate who their vet is, or or how's that communication done? How how does that? Sure. How do, how do you sort of stay in that loop? I guess. Sure. So, so there's two different ways. They if you go to VetDirect you can search for your veterinarian and our name pops up um, or every hospital has a code. And so we do hand them a flyer with our code on it that gives them all the directions of here, go online, go to this website, punch in this code, order it. And then the only thing that we have to do after they do that is approve it for a year or six months or however long we want to approve it for. Yeah. And so um, that, that, that procedure is pretty seamless. It's, it works well. What is your impression of compliance with this compared to before you were having home delivery? Do, I mean, do you do you feel like it moves the needle as far as how much of a therapeutic diet pets are getting or how long they're staying on it? So um, I don't know that I have those numbers accurately. My impression would be that because of the convenience, people are using it more readily. And we do it more besides the food, things like Fortiflora or the probiotics. I think where before they were like, oh, I'm out of probiotic, let me just pick up a random probiotic at, at the drugstore. It's easy for them to click on Vet Direct and have it shipped right to them again. Uh, and so I feel like I feel like a diet, there's not really other alternatives and, and people have been pretty, they, they either are going to use it or they're not. Um, but when you have the the common cares and the four floors and those type of things, and they, they will start to look for comparables out there and if it's not convenient for them. Perfect. No, that 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 totally makes sense. I hadn't thought about uh, adding in the probiotics, things like that. Awesome. Well, uh, well, Matt, thanks, uh, thanks a lot for walking me through it. Um, any final words of wisdom, pearls for vet clinics that are thinking about <laughs> adding home delivery? Any pitfalls that you want to point out and be like, watch out for this? Yeah, you know, I think that it, it's when you hear a lot of people lecture about the business aspect of veterinary medicine. There definitely are. Our lecturers who just say, eh, let your pharmacy go. You, you can't compete with online. You can't compete with, you know, these bigger box stores, what have you. And and I disagree with that uh, yeah. wholeheartedly. Uh, we have acted uh, very aggressively in, in matching prices and helping with convenience with setting places like VetDirect. You know, we made the philosophy of partnering with really good companies and saying, we won't provide the best. How do we do this together? And whether it's rebates or discounts or what have you, uh, I feel like we've really been able to continue to offer the best medicine and and keep that those business profits and those incentives in our hospital to help fuel other things that, that, that we need, whether it's new equipment or more staff. or We're always hiring up with a plug out there for you. Yeah. Um, so. Burt Hills Veterinary Hospital. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. So, so I think you know that, that, that's that's my that's our philosophy has been practice good medicine, partner with really good good companies, good people, and the business aspect works out itself. Are you doing uh, Are you doing home delivery in other product areas like parasiticides, things like that as well? Uh, t- talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so so we're doing it in house. So we're doing uh, we have with a couple of those products been able to, to match them, and mm-hmm. we'll tell clients, hey, if you want us to ship them to you, we'll ship them, and the companies that we partnered with have been paying those shipping costs for us. And we, we've been able to 
both help financially by selling more products, but also um, take away some of the stress on our staff of having to receive the requests, validate the requests, send them back. And that's, that was a, a huge headache that we really reduced significantly by using things like VetDirect and also setting up our own kind of shipping to home from our products. And we haven't used any of the big suppliers for online pharmacies. Um, at this point, we've, we've kept what we could in-house. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Man, thanks for, thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing your uh, experience and expertise. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Well, thank you. It was very nice, nice being here. Very nice being on your show. And that is our episode. Guys, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. Gang, thanks again to Purina Veterinary Diets for making this episode possible. Gang, take care of yourselves. Be well. Keep trying new things. Keep making your practice better. Keep making the future of our profession better. Gang, talk to you soon. Bye-bye.